0: Yo, 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 GAC in the house. Let's introduce my boys. Check it. The Ghost Adventure Crew, led by honky Zack Bagan. Then there's Aaron Goody, hilarious and raven. Billy Tally is fierce. was a little cutie. Stick him in a crawl space to catch some ghost booty. I miss him, Nick Groff, part of the OG crew. But he ghosted on the bunch to start him something new. So tuck yourself in for a spooky little pod. I'm your host, Lynn. To give my boys a nod. Pump up the spirit box. Obviously. Hello, everybody, and welcome to I Love Ghost Adventures, the podcast. I am your host, Lynn, and this is the podcast where I talk about how much I love the show Ghost Adventures that is on the Travel Channel and apparently now on Discovery Plus. This particular Ghost Adventures episode that I'm going to talk about on episode 44 of the I Love Ghost Adventures podcast, double fours, is one of the new top ten listeners' favorites of Ghost Adventures episodes, and this particular episode one of the top tens are ghosts caught on camera, so actual ghosts apparitions that have been caught by the Ghost Adventures crew on camera. There are three more top 10s on the Discovery Plus. Episode two is Poltergeist Activity. Episode three is Hilarious Moments. I cannot wait to watch that one because there are so many hilarious moments. I'm wondering what the top 10 are. I mean, seriously. And episode four is Terrifying Possessions. So I will I'll watch those for you, and I will recap them here on the I Love Ghost Adventures podcast. And they'll be like regular podcast episodes. So let's start with the first top 10, Ghosts Caught on Camera. So Zach kind of hosts the episode where he counts down the top 10. And number 10 is the Rolling Hills Asylum or Sanatorium in East Bethany, New York. And there was an apparition named Roy Well, that was caught on camera. So they're talking to the people who live there, this woman who lives there. And she talks about Roy, who was a young boy who lived at the asylum. He was only 12, I think, when he was dropped off there. This boy had giantism, so he was a big boy. And they had a photo of him, of his apparition. Clearly, he was like, I think, a man at this point. But he was wearing a a black suit, and you could see him like looking over his shoulder and his big old giant hands. It was a really cool photo. So the guys are going to try and capture Roy with their equipment. And uh, the woman is like, well... Roy really when he was here he really enjoyed listening to opera and so they were like oh, okay so she's like so maybe if you play some opera you'll you know Roy will come out for you and Aaron starts to sing you know in a goofy operatic style and Zach is like if you do that again I'll hit you because you know it was terrible but that was a funny moment that could be included on the top 10 funny moments No, I bet there's a lot better ones as we've talked about on this very podcast. Anyway, so they do indeed catch two pictures of an apparition that are like in the hallway of the asylum. They're not quite as sharp as the one that the the people who work there have. They're more like translucent shadowy figures, but still caught on camera. So those are cool. Okay, these are very short little snippets as they're trying to fit 10 things into one one hour episode so it goes pretty fast okay so so number nine on the top 10 was in the Winchester Mystery House which is awesome and I would love to go to someday in San Jose California and this apparition caught on camera is actually a ghost hand which is cool So they tell the history about the Winchester Mystery House, you know, how it was built by Sarah Winchester, who is the heiress to the Winchester rifle fortune, and felt a lot of guilt for having so much money from a weapon that killed so many people back in the Wild West. And so she felt that if she could build this house that was filled with like, mysterious staircases to nowhere or doors to nowhere and kept building and building and building and never stopping and hiring new builders so that not everyone knew you know what was being built she could evade the spirits of the people who died by the hands of these Winchester rifles and she uh you know that was that was the point of this building this crazy mystery house so They're showing the episode. This is actually their return to the Winchester Mystery House. And Zach is talking about how there's like, he feels that there are secret spiritual portals in the house. You know, like all these little mysterious passageways create portals to the spiritual world. So they are setting up their camera and there is a staircase that goes to nowhere. And there's a mirror right underneath the staircase that goes to nowhere. So it kind of reflects the staircase. So it's kind of, you know, kind of looks like a portal. It looks like an illusion. Like there's two staircases, but there's like just the one and the mirror. And so Zach is setting up the camera to film it because he thinks this mirror might be a portal. So as he's setting it up, he catches, the camera catches this white mist that flies out of the mirror comes right out of the mirror is really cool and then as you slow slow down the image of the mist you can see that it's totally a hand like it's if it were attached to a person but it's like this hand flying upwards from the mirror and it's really clear when they slow it down so it's really super cool so that was number nine Okay, number eight is the Lewis Flats School in Deming, New Mexico, and the shadow figure that they catch there. This is like, I really like this, this episode. This is a fun episode where I know I've talked about this episode in one of the earlier podcasts. So the Lewis Flats School became the Adobe Deli and Steakhouse. So it's like this restaurant bar type building. And the whole place is filled with all this taxidermy and this like strange objects. So it's kind of a creepy place to be, right? And Jay, what well, you know, I love how Jay likes to tell backstories and histories of things. He talks about how this was Apache land and that there would be uh, warring tribes. That There's lots of violence on this land. The owner of the Apache deli talks about this one instance where... This customer who used to come in regularly, he was a Native American, and he was, I guess, driving home, and he was kind of intoxicated that night, so he pulled over to sleep or something, but he didn't turn off his car, and he was out in New Mexico, and all the grass is really dry, and apparently the engine caught the dry grass on fire, and he burned to death right in his own car. So his family wanted to do a Native American ritual for him in the bar just to, you know, send him off. And they were there like all night singing and chanting and banging the drums. And they had his actual remains with them like in a box. And then they went to the mountains and buried him or let him fly away or whatever they did. So there was an actual dead Native American in the building at one point. So, that was a re- I mean, the the whole episode's a really cool episode, but anyway, so this one's just talking about the shadow, fi- the shadow figure that shows up in the window, and you can see it, like, I believe Zach is filming, and all of a sudden you see this guy through a window. It's like a total shadow. It looks like it peeks into the window and then ducks down in a super weird, creepy fashion, and I remember in the episode that they they then go outside to investigate, make sure there's nobody out there and there's totally no one around. But I I seem to remember there was like um, bones and stuff found on the doorstep for where the window was, which is very, very odd. And those weren't there before. So that was very strange. But the shadow figure itself was really cool and um, mysterious. Okay, so number seven is the Queen Mary, which is a giant ship. The Queen Mary is located in Long Beach, California. It is docked there. And this is the boiler room apparition that they catch. So the Queen Mary was like a, a vessel for the wealthy. It was like a, a cruise ship. And it was back in, back in the early days, right? So, But during World War II, they needed the ship for battle. So they painted the whole... Queen Mary, Battleship Gray, and then they called it the Gray Ghost. So it went off to war and, you know, saw lots of death, destruction, all the stuff. They even the poor ship in 1942 collided with another English ship and cut it in half. And all the sailors on board that other ship died tragically. And so Queen Mary is said to be just riddled with spirits, right, from all the sailors past. And this particular episode was an old Nick episode, which is always fun to see. You know, I love I love Nick. I miss him. I mean, I love the current crew. Totally love them all. I love them. But there's something special about Nick. I don't know. Just every time I see him, it's just exciting. So anyway, so this is an old Nick e- episode, and they're investigating the Queen Mary. And Zach is in the boiler room with Aaron. Nick is somewhere totally... Else and Zach catches this figure like walking across this doorway. So he's like calling Nick over, Nick, 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 did you just walk over there? He's like, No, I was over there. And so Zach goes to explore where he saw the apparition walk by. It's this big empty room. There's nobody there. He calls out to security, see if there's a security guard over there. There's nobody there. So this figure that walks by is completely mysterious. But it's totally clear. You can see it's, a, it's like a person walking by the door. Okay. Then number six on the top 10 is the Franklin Castle, which is in Cleveland, Ohio. And the capture is of an alien shaped figure, they say. I remember talking about this one on the podcast as well. So the Franklin Castle was built in the 1880s and it was built for the Tiedemann family. And there was a lot of tragedy befell this family. And they actually found human bones in the walls of the house. It was just There's a lot of creepy history to this building, to this house. Okay, so at one point in the episode, Billy is investigating. I think he's like down in the basement or something, but there's a window. And unbeknownst to Billy, like he's doing his thing. He's, you know, setting up X cameras. He's using devices, whatever. But behind him, in the window, you see a dark figure kind of like looming over Billy like kind of like looking it's like tall and dark and it's looking it's like looks like it's maybe looking in the window but you can't really see detail and then it sort of just glides off to the left you know in a very smooth sort of not human way so that was pretty freaky and uh Zach you know is looking on the camera in nerve with the other guys and he's like did you see that and I remember in the episode they he like runs out of the building to see if there was somebody in the yard but I remember it was like three in the morning or something and it was super quiet like there's nobody out on the street and the whole property is like gated off so nobody could come onto the property and there was nobody in the yard and there was also this weird trench in front of the window so if you were gonna be walking right in front of the window, you'd be in a trench, which is strange. I when I remember I remember talking about this one on the podcast and like thinking, well, I wonder if there could be like some sort of distortion of light, if maybe somebody was walking along the sidewalk, which is far away, you know, the street lights maybe could have projected their shadow into the window and maybe they saw lights or something of the filming and was like a total looky-loo and was like hey is there somebody there I don't know and then just kind of walked off but I don't know that was just my speculation anyway so that was number six and they said he that figure had like a big head so they called it like an alien shaped figure because it was tall and had a big head okay so number five Bobby Mackey's Music World they love this place they go to this place a lot but this was, I think, the very first time they went there because, again, it's a Nick episode. They, they catch a cowboy ghost on camera in this episode, and Bobby Mackey's is in Wilder, Kentucky. They say that Bobby Mackey's is also known as Hell's Gate because of all the horrible experiences people have in there there's even like a sign warning customers like hey this place is really haunted and we are not responsible for any encounters with ghosts or anything that happens by any spirits you know like that's how haunted it is they put up a warning like i said this is an old episode it's a nick episode but you can tell it's like one of the older episodes because also zach has this like totally cute space and his lower teeth that you only see in the early episodes. Clearly he had his teeth fixed. Because so, in more recent episodes. He doesn't have that space. His teeth are absolutely perfect. You know as you do. But I always liked that little space. I thought it was endearing. Also because I have almost the identical space in my teeth. In the my lower teeth too. So, so it's one of those old episodes. And what I think is interesting. About the location of Bobby Mackey's. Is that. Not only is it right next to the big licking river in Kentucky, which is water flowing, carries spiritual energy or energy or just people down the river, right? But it's also on the other side of it is a railroad track. So railroads are like trains are coming down. So more people come by. It's also metallic and it could be a source of energy for spirits to flow down this railroad track so I mean it's got running water on one side it's got a railroad track on the other and then in the basement of Bobby Mackey's is this creepy ass well in the floor so I mean that I mean clearly that's there's a lot of reasons why this place would have a lot of spiritual energy I don't know why it's negative but that's neither here nor there so they talk about in the olden days This guy Scott Jackson, who had murdered his girlfriend named Pearl, and he was he was hanged for that murder. And the ghost then people say that you know it's his spirit that is roaming around. And clearly, if he murdered his girlfriend, he's not a nice guy, right? So the Ghost Adventures crew is is investigating, and they catch a shadow of a cowboy ghost, and it totally just like walks by. So that was kind of cool. That was the cowboy ghost. At Bobby Mackey's. Okay. Number four, the Hellhole Prison in Yuma, Arizona. And this is the Ghostly Ghost Band. Now, I'm fairly certain I talked about this episode on the podcast already, but this is one of my very favorite pieces of evidence because it's the SLS camera. And you guys know how much I love the SLS camera. Well, wait till you see. Or wait till you hear what the SLS picks up. Okay, so in, ni- in 1876, this was built as the Yuma Territorial Prison. But they called it the Hell Hole Prison. You know, it's a big, actually like, I think it's only like, like a one-story building. But it's, you know, pretty big. It's a prison, so a lot of violence, a lot of um, sadness, a lot of just negative emotions there. But there's also a museum and a theater in there. And apparently, back in the day, the prisoners, to entertain themselves, they had a band. And they would put on little shows in the theater, you know, play guitars and drums and things like that and entertain the other prisoners. So, the guys are in the theater next to the museum and they're filming the stage and they have the SLS camera. And miraculously three SLS figures show up on the stage and it looks like they're playing instruments. Like one guy looks like he's drumming. The other guy looks like he's playing guitar. The other guy could be guitaring or keyboard. I don't know if they had keyboards back then. I guess they had probably have a piano, right? And then a fourth figure shows up and it's kind of dancing around. It's part of the band. So it's amazing. There's like four SLS figures performing on this stage for the Ghost Adventures crew, and they're like freaking out. They're so excited, and then um, they start to clap. They're like, all right, let's clap for them. You know, what a great job, and they clap, and then Aaron asks if they can raise their hands, and two out of the three raised their hands when Aaron asked them to. So that was super cool. And then they all clapping. Yay. Hooray. Good job. What a great show. And then they disappear. But there's one figure now on the stage. It's probably like a vaudeville show where people take turns doing acts or something. And this lone person is like tap dancing. His little legs are going like you know, and they're like, Yay, what a great great job, great job, great job. And they start clapping and he stops dancing and like looks like he takes a bow. Like this SLS figure like stops and takes a bow. And they're like, oh my God, that's amazing. This is so cool. And then they, someone sh- shouts, uh, show us your dance moves. And the figure starts dancing again, like on command. It was so great. You know, I mean, you can't get better than that. As far as like, catching SLS figures, them reacting on command, like it like doing the things they're supposed to be doing, like playing instruments. I mean, it was just fabulous. That was, I agree that that one was like one of the best ghost catches or just SLS pieces of evidence. Okay. Number three on the top 10, we are in the Gettysburg battlefield, obviously in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. And this is where they catch a Civil War soldier. You know, it's like a three-part investigation or a three-part lockdown. So there's lots going on here. There's many, many buildings they're investigating. They go to the battlefield themselves. They do like a reenactment themselves. Again, another Nick episode. So fabulous. And Nick looks really good in his uh, Civil War uniform. I'll just say that. And they go to this railroad building And again, there's railroad tracks, clearly, next to a railroad building, and they talk about how, you know, the energy of the metal of the tracks can attract spirits, whatever, and also, you know, people, people flow down a track, right? So the guys are out there during one of their investigation nights. This night where they're filming is actually a full moon, and it's July 1st which is the 147th anniversary of the first day of the battle, the Gettysburg battle. So there's some historical significance. There's a full moon. It's really creepy. Anyway, so they're out there with their thermal camera. They're shooting along the tree line next to the um, building and the tracks. And they're shooting down the tracks with the thermal camera. And they catch this guy. (laughs) First, Zach is trying to um, startle the... Spirits or like trigger them to to uh, showing up. So Zach has this like old timey pistol and he fires it, you know, to try and try and instigate like or simulate a battle or something, you know, to try and get a soldier to come out because they hear the gunshot. And when Zach shoots the gun, he's like, "Oh my god, that was loud!" It was just really funny. It was a hilarious reaction because apparently he didn't think it was going to be so loud. So then they're, sh- they're filming with the thermal down the tracks and they catch a Civil War soldier totally walking across the tracks and into the tree line. It was super clear and is really bright on the thermal camera. Clear guy. You can see him walking across the tracks. You can kind of see a, like a rifle and a backpack. It's amazing. It's a really great capture. So that was cool. Okay, number two. One of their most favorite locations, the Washoe Club in Virginia City, Nevada. And this is where they capture a walking apparition. Okay, so I believe this is the very, very first Ghost Adventures episode, which when they released it, they released it as a documentary, I believe, like in 2005 or something. Oh, I don't remember, but it was back, it was way back there. And you know it's like the first episode because Zach is wearing a white shirt and blue jeans. And that white shirt is actually on display in the Washoe Club as like Zach's very first shirt and very first investigation at the Washoe Club. So it's like a piece of history now. And when they go back there, they show the shirt under glass and they say like, see, Zach used to wear a color other than black, right? So it was funny. But this is the very first investigation. And they're filming it like a documentary. Of course, Nick is there because it's the very first episode. And you can tell this is kind of new to them. They're like fiddling around with these huge cameras and all this stuff, trying to do EVPs and shooting pictures. And in one picture, they catch a bunch of little orbs floating around the room, which was really neat. You also know it's a new episode because Aaron has hair and a beard and his face is a little chubbier. He definitely looks younger. And I just noticed one thing in this episode, it looks like Aaron's wearing a wedding ring too. I don't know Aaron's marital or romantic history, but I never knew he was married and I never noticed him wearing a wedding ring before. Like we know Jay's story, but we don't know. Like I wasn't aware of Aaron's story. So I've, I just thought that was curious. I'm not, I'm not prying. I don't, I don't need to be nosy. I don't need to know what's going on or what happened. Um, or if he's even still married. I don't know. Could, could be. Who knows? We know Nick was married because he always talked about his wife and kids and f- being afraid of bringing an attachment to his home that would affect his wife and kids, which may be one of the reasons why he stopped doing these paranormal investigations. I do not know. Anyway. So that, that's neither here nor there. That was just kind of like a thing I noticed this time that I had never noticed before, which I thought was interesting. Okay, so Zach and Aaron are sitting next to each other in this room in the dark, and they're trying to catch some evidence, and Aaron's like freezing cold, and Zach is like boiling hot and sweating, and they're like sitting like literally six inches apart from each other in the same room, which is, you know, intriguing. So as they're sitting in the dark... They're like filming with their night vision camera. Nick is in another room and he's in like the ballroom of this Washo club. And he's trying to do EVP. So he's all by himself and you can see him on the still camera moving around, like setting things up and right in the room with Nick and he doesn't see it at all. They catch a transparent figure Totally walk, just walk right on by. Just walk on by, and you can totally see it. It's really neat. So, that was the number two capture. And then, finally, the number one ghost capture in the Ghost Adventures episodes was at the Cerro Gordo Ghost Town in Keeler, California. And this is the spirit of a miner. Okay. And it's funny because at the beginning of this episode, Zach is like narrating and he says that it wasn't necessarily the ghost that they captured. That was like the scariest part of this investigation, but it was the really scary road. Like they had to drive up this tiny, very narrow dirt road, like eight miles or something up to like 8,500 feet elevation. And there's like a sheer cliff. Cut off, and so Zach's like that was way scarier, scarier than any ghost we know. Zach's afraid of heights, so I mean I would be freaking out too. I do not like driving on windy mountain roads, but let alone like when there's like no guardrails. There's like no no guardrails at all. But then it's also really super funny because they meet up at a parking lot. It's like this big empty parking lot, super just dirt, right? And Zach's like. And I happen to hit the one rock that's anywhere to be seen in that parking lot. And it's funny because they show him like creeping up to it. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he like hits this. It's like a big, it's like a cement rock. It looks like it has a plaque on it too. But yeah, there's nothing else around there. Like it's completely flat and dirt in this one rock. And Zach hits it, which is really funny. Anyway, so... They drive up to this crazy ghost town in like literally the middle of nowhere, like legit 8,500 feet elevation, nothing else around there except a few old wooden buildings for the miners. Okay. Oh, on the drive, it was funny because Zach makes Aaron go in, in the car with Jay. So Aaron and Jay are driving together and Zach and Billy are driving in another car because Zach's like... Aaron, I want you to go ride with Jay because you make me too nervous when I'm driving, which was just funny because, you know, it was a, it was a harrowing drive to say the least. And having, you know, Aaron being Aaron made him more nervous. So that was, that was kind of amusing. Okay. So they make it to this crazy abandoned ghost town and they're showing scenes from when they're investigating inside Aaron comes running out of one room into the room where Zach is, like in his true Scooby-Doo fashion, like, whoa, dude. And like, you know, comes scrambling in. and It was really funny. But you hear on Aaron's camera, he catches like a disembodied male's voice, which is super neat. So that was cool. And then they have set up outside... I think because it's like just so vast of an area. They put these game cameras around with night vision. And the game cameras, they trigger when they sense movement, right? So it's for, you know, catching wildlife and things like that. So when it catches, it, when it senses movement, it triggers on and it kind of goes back a second or two. So it sort of catches the thing coming into frame too. And the night vision game camera catches this spirit of a man just totally walk, like just walking. It's pretty fast, actually, Um, but you know it's not a person because if there was a person coming down the road, you the game camera would have caught it the entire time. And you know we see a, a shot of the game camera catching you know Zach and Aaron walking up the road and stuff, and you can see how they're like solid human beings walking up the road and it catches it their whole movement right but this is like all of a sudden a flash of a man and he walks off so he comes from nowhere he just like materializes and walks off and he's sort of transparent so it's not just a dude right so that was the number one ghost capture in ghost adventures based on fan input i didn't know when they were collecting this fan input stuff um I thought you guys, your you guys, the fans, did a pretty good job of picking the top ten. I don't know if I would have caught other ones or mentioned other ones, but those were good. Those were good. I you know I especially enjoy the SLS Ghost Band. That was my by far my favorite of all time. Okay, so like I said, the other top tens are being shown only on the Discovery Plus channel. So I'll watch those, and I will um. Podcast about them, so you don't necessarily have to watch them yourself if you don't want to pay for Discovery Plus. Um, so that'll be episode two of the top ten. Will be the next podcast. Will be episode forty-five of the podcast. Episode two is the Poltergeist activity. Ooh, I love Poltergeist activity, so this is going to be fun. So that's it for that episode. Um, I just want to make a one little correction from the last episode. That I did the last podcast I did, um, the Cecil Hotel. When they were talking about Richard Ramirez staying there and killing people while he was there, I mistakenly called him the original Night Stalker when he is just the Night Stalker. The original Night Stalker was Joseph D'Angelo, who was the Golden State Killer, also known as the East Area Rapist, also known as the original Night Stalker. So, my apologies. To all you true crime buffs, that was my mistake. You know, I got my time frames mixed up. Richard Ramirez was killing in 1984 and 85. The Golden State Killer um, was killing from 1973 to 1986. So there was some overlap there, but um, he was the original Night Stalker. So my apologies. See, I get things wrong all the time. Okay, but feel free to always... Email me if, you know, I say something wrong, or if you have any suggestions. I'm not sure I, when the next new Ghost Adventures on the Travel Channel is going to be. I couldn't really figure it out, but there's those ones on Discovery Plus right now, those top 10s. So I'll watch those for you guys and podcast about them, but I hope there's still going to be new Ghost Adventures episodes on the Travel Channel. So, if you want to email me, if you know anything about it, that would be helpful. The email for the podcast, I love ghost adventures podcast at gmail.com. That's I love ghost adventures podcast at gmail.com. All spelled out. Or you can tweet about it at, the, at our Twitter account, at I love GAC podcast. Okay, that's at I love GAC podcast on the Twitter. Okay. Well, um, thanks so much for listening. You guys are great. I hope you enjoyed this top 10 episode. I always love clip shows. They're a lot of fun. And stay safe out there. Wear your masks, get your vaccinations, be kind to each other, be respectful. And I guess I'll just talk at you later. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye.